And now you're listening to Delilah. <laughs> um, what is it like that? Uh, I didn't know that was like a world, like a countrywide station growing up. Like uh, Delilah at night or whatever. It was like 104.5. Yeah, I thought, it, yeah I, I thought that was a legit local show. I'm like, man, this Delilah girl, she's awesome. I was like, dude, this is crazy. And then I, I st- honestly, to like a couple months ago, I didn't know that. I, I mean, I knew she wasn't like local to Memphis, but I figured she was like regional, you know, like Nashville or something or yeah. like Birmingham. But then I heard these guys like Barstool Sports guys were talking about it and like, you know, they're from New York and Boston and they were like, yeah, she's on like all this stuff. And I was like, wow. So she's like nationwide is like that kind of, uh, I guess kind of like those national radio shows that uh, people have kind of like, you know, Rush Limbaugh and some political stuff and, you know, that at least go like nationwide. That was pretty cool. I didn't my mom, my mom was a big fan Grace. of Delilah. She listened. Everybody got Grace. All right, guys. Let's get back into week two of college football with our uh, special Vegas insider, Money Mike, Michael Powell. Um, Mike, so last week we debuted your uh, your pick segment. Um, from what I remember, it was pretty pretty successful. What was your, uh, your week one college football picks uh, last weekend? So, just for the listeners, I picked 11 games last week, uh-huh. and I went nine wins, three losses, and one push. So, yeah. pretty solid week. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, so, that's like, I mean, that's, obviously, if you kept that uh, kept that up all season, then uh, that would, <laughs> you'd be making a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> we'd be, would, we'd would, be providing people with their uh, money to pay off their college debt. Yeah, that's that's mortgage money. They're, they're getting it done. No, but I think in all reality, if I was if I was hitting that high every week, I think someone would notice. That would be yeah. That'd be you'd a little probably, eerie. You'd be on a different podcast. I probably you'd would be. be. Yeah, or uh, you just got to make sure. I mean, if it keep, I say we give it another. I mean, I, of course, we're giving out some uh, bets that we. You know, you're giving out some bets that you like. Uh, maybe not necessarily putting your hard-earned money on every single bet but some of these you are um you are betting on but you know i mean if you go one more week with a with a record that's that good you know you, you might have to start betting on each and every one of these games i'm just saying so you keep the karma you know keep it keep it going good i'm gonna go on record and say that i am going to put money down on every single one of these bets i give you today oh wow stakes are on the table last Please. week last week yeah. i got called out I gotta pull it up, and I gotta say, "Look, here we go. I'm putting the money down. Money where my mouth is." So let's let's just see how it goes from here. I got eight picks this week instead okay, of instead of eleven. But you know, if if I recap last week in just simple terms, it's Memphis played in the monsoon. I don't know why. I was thinking that Memphis. So you're going to go over the ones you lost. Uh, yeah, this, this is, Memphis is one of the ones you didn't. Hit. Yeah, I had. Memphis covering Louisiana Monroe on a 26-point favorite. Uh, Memphis did not succeed in that. They won by 10. And the reason being is just because they had so many turnovers. They looked so sloppy. And, of course, they're playing a really bad team. But when there's 30-mile-per-hour winds and rain, I wasn't thinking too clearly. So, Yeah, that's pretty rough conditions for for, uh, any kind of over- a lot of times in those weather games, you see those uh, teams will get conservative with it and just try to keep the lead. Once they get the lead, just uh, 
you know, keep it away from the other other teams so there's no nothing to worry about. Absolutely. And then um, my guarantee last week was oh, complete. That was the worst one. I had UMass at Coastal Carolina. A two and a half point favor for UMass, and I'm taking them. I'm saying put money if on anything on that game, and Coastal Carolina beats them by like twenty. <laughs> well, that was the game that started out with a crazy line, and it went drastically the other way. We thought it was like a mistake or something happened. Uh, yeah, anyway. UMass is horrible, apparently. Right, 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 and that's that. The thing is, it's like at the very like first week or so of the season. That's why it's it's pretty hard to to bet on college football. I mean, not hard. It just takes a lot more research than some other sports because you have less info on these like smaller schools and even some of the bigger schools and bigger conferences. You don't have as much as you would in the NFL or the NBA, and you don't. It's so much turnover from year to year with you know graduates and stuff and players transferring that you don't really have the best grip. A couple of weeks in, you'll actually know, you know. You know who's tr- what trends are going which way and which which teams are going to be more of a lock. But you know that was a that was a bold call by you. And we'll see if the the best bet this week go, goes in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, and then just a final one. This was probably the best game to watch besides the A and M UCLA game. It was uh, Tennessee at Tennessee with Georgia Tech and Atlanta. Man, that thing was crazy. Um, but Tennessee was favored three, and they only won by one point off of a goal line stand and I'm a little bitter about that one but I guess it feels like 98 <laughs> yeah that was a pretty brutal loss uh going into overtime I was like well you still have a pretty good shot at the three because um you know if a, a field goal miss or a make here you could uh, Tennessee could still pull out the three point um cover or at least push for you um that's why college overtime, when it gets into overtime, unless the, the line was just right, you're pretty much screwed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's tough. But, that was yeah, that was a really exciting game. I was watching uh, most of, most all of that one on Monday night. So, um, But, yeah, not not too far off on that one. Two good teams. Sometimes it's hard to, to forecast that at the beginning of the season. But those were the ones that kind of tripped you up. But, overall, uh, very, very above average record. Um, so, you know, we'll try to keep those trends going. So, um, we'll get you uh, here on the other side. Just a second. We'll get you a week two college football fix from Money Mike. That's right. All right, guys. Uh, this week, we uh, like Mike said, we have eight games that we're picking. The first uh, first game on the docket um, is uh, Oklahoma State that traveling to South Alabama. Yeah, South Alabama, they're a 27-point underdog. The total is 66 points, and my pick of the week for this one is actually twofold. You're going to do both, go, go two bets on it? Right, because I have eight picks for you, but this game actually has two. So um, nine total, uh, I guess, selections. Or not, On your betting slip, you're going to have nine. Eight nine, selections. Uh, yeah. I'm just doing seven, sorry. So, oh, oh, I got it mixed up. So, yeah, right, yeah, I got you. Right. So, yeah. so Oklahoma State. I would say take them on the against the spread. Reason being is, I mean, the Cowboys looked really, really good last week. They did. I mean, offensively, I mean, they, they played Tulsa, and they just they beat them like a drum, and Tulsa could keep up. South Alabama, they just got off a trip to Oxford, so I guess they'll be hyped to be at home, but at the same time, I mean, they let Ole Miss rack up 47 on them. 
and South Alabama scored 27 on Ole Miss. But I mean, Ole Miss defensively, obviously, yeah, it's 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 not too yeah. not too impressive. But Oklahoma State, I I just feel like even though people are like, oh, it's a trap game, it's a trap game, they're going to a smaller place. Um, I just feel like Oklahoma State's still going to rail them. Uh, South Alabama, they are five and fourteen against the spread in their past nineteen games at home. I mean, that's a that's a pretty bleak stat, just because it's three years past, and like you said earlier, teams change out every year. But I mean, no, history, I mean, it's still a good trim. I mean, that's that's uh, history still that's, t- still right. tells itself. Uh, right. But they covered Ole Miss last week, but I'm willing to bet that Mason Rudolph's going to be able to hang at least 50 points on them if Ole Miss can. So take the yeah, over. I mean, like you said, last week they played Ole Miss, and Ole Miss, you know, while I'm a, I'm a big fan of Shea Patterson and his skill, and he really looked good, you know, four TDs and no interceptions last week, uh, they really, uh, they really out, outclassed uh, South Alabama in the, you know, as far as the pass defense for them. But uh, and you have to think, you know, while I like Shea Patterson, Mason Rudolph has been there for four or five years at Oklahoma State, and he's been he's won big games before. So you have to believe that, and they're, they're receiving cores, you know, up to par with Ole Miss's as well. They're, I mean, they're a top ten team in the country uh, for a reason. You know, they they only had one or two losses last year, I think. So I think Rudolph is probably going to be able to come out and do similar damage to uh, South Alabama that. That Shane Patterson did, and probably I would say their offense is more high powered all the way around. So I could see them reaching that twenty-seven point mark pretty easily. Um, you know, getting up on them pretty quick. So I'll, I'll like that bet too. I would take that one. Yeah, and then also my second part of that pick is taking the total, picking the over there, over sixty-six points. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I think Oklahoma State's going to hang fifty something on them, and mm-hmm. by no means is it. By no means is Oklahoma State a powerhouse defense. So South Alabama's going to get some garbage time TDs. Go ahead and take 66 because that's happening. Lock it in. <laughs> oh, yeah, and an uh, interesting note that I uh, – when I was doing a little research on the game, um, Oklahoma State is uh, – well, South Alabama's in the Sun Belt first off. And Oklahoma State only has one loss all time to the Sun Belt. They're 15-1 over the course of their history to the Sun Belt. They don't play a lot of you know interconference stuff there being in the Big 12. Um, but the only loss was 10 years ago, almost to the day, September 22nd, 10 years ago, almost the, to this exact day, uh, they lost to Troy at Troy, which is also in Alabama. Um, and that was the game where Mike Gundy had his famous rant afterwards where I'm a man, I'm 40, that really, honestly, that put Mike Gundy on the mat. I mean, they were a decent team. They didn't have a good season that year. But then after in the past 10 years, I would say Oklahoma State's been one of the most consistent teams in the Big 12, and Gundy has kind of brought his own social profile up after that. I mean, they still play that clip multiple weeks every year oh, in yeah. ESPN. Like, so that was a, I thought that was kind of an interesting note. He's got a killer mullet, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Golly, it's, that thing's awesome. It is, it is one of the better things. One of the better things. I just couldn't believe he had it, and I'm like, is that – because I hadn't seen him in, like, I guess – maybe two years like live and i'm like is that gundy he's got a mullet (laughs) (laughs) he started it last year as kind of like a you know we're playing good i'm not gonna cut it type thing and now it's just kind of a a trend like he should he's probably taking it a little taking the joke a little too far but uh i can't i can't i still respect that his wife is letting him do it but 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 yeah so we uh we like that game uh it should be an easy win for oklahoma state gonna cover the 27 spread uh 
uh, cover the line of 27 and also hit that over or uh, hit the cover the total of 66 um, as, a, as a team. So uh, the next game you have up here, that's a game that I'm actually kind of interested in, um, uh, is Cincinnati traveling to Michigan, to Ann Arbor. Um, that's uh, Michigan played Florida last week in one of the big-time games. So what do you got on that one? Well, the line is Michigan is favored 35 points, and the total is 49 points. My pick for this game is taking the spread and taking Michigan. That I mean, I know 35 points is a lot, but I will note this. Cincinnati was favored 42 points last week to Austin P. 42. They were the 42-point favorite, and they played Austin P. They only won by 12. They beat Austin P by 12 points. Michigan looked <laughs> <Not> great. <ideal. laughs> Michigan looked good in week one. The final score really didn't tell the story. Michigan won 33-17, but 14 of Florida's, Florida's points came off of a inter- two interception returns, and then the Gators didn't even score a point on offense after they scored a field goal in the first half. And then, I mean, they had 11 yards on the ground. Michigan will destroy them. And remember when Michigan beat the Rutgers last year by 78? <laughs> it was 78 to nothing, right? Yeah, it was 78 I don't think to they crossed the. I don't think they crossed the 50. No. It was insane. That's and a, I'm not saying that they're going to beat them by 78. I'm just saying it's very doable for them to beat them by 36 points. No, I, I agree with that. And, uh, you know, notes on this one, you know, last week Michigan played a team in Florida who's not in the past couple of years known for their offense, but still it's an SEC team that went to the conference championship game last year. And Florida played multiple quarterbacks. They don't really have a set starter. Michigan just really abused that kind of uh, quarterback carousel that they had there. Couldn't get anything going on the ground, like you said. Had a, a lot of, uh, you know, very few yards there. Just really, the Michigan defense really, uh, um, you know, kind of threw a wrench in everything. And Cincinnati, over the past year or two, they were used to be known for, you know, with Brian Kelly in the past, they used to be known for their, you know, big offenses. They had some, you know, good quarterbacks there. They would kind of be like an Oklahoma State where it was wide open, throw it 55 times a game type offense. But, they're on a downtick since they lost Tommy Tommy Tuberville, I believe. I was fixing to ask if yeah. Tommy Tuberville actually was still there, but no, I guess he's actually working for SEC Network. Yeah, I saw him. That's the only reason I know. He was uh, on the Paul Feinbaum show. Him there. and Gene Chizik just chilling. Yeah. yeah, they're just cashing checks. Probably still getting paid by their by Auburn. Honestly, I would be surprised if uh, yeah, Auburn's still having to pay Tuberville. Probably both. <laughs> yeah, both of them for sure. Buyouts. Yeah, but that's uh, I mean, Michigan. Uh, that's why the total is a is a tricky bet there, because I definitely I agree with you on Michigan covering the thirty five, but it could be like forty two to nothing, and That's that true. could be the yeah. game. Oh yeah, you know, forty two to seven, and you're really I don't see Cincinnati scoring more than probably one touchdown at most on Michigan. So I like yeah. your bet there; it's a pretty good one. Um, uh, but yeah, the next one you had up uh, was Pittsburgh and Penn State, which is a good. It's an interstate. Interstate uh, uh, rivalry of sorts, uh, not in the same conference or anything, but a little bit of animosity there. I'm sure kids growing up in high school. But uh, yeah, what do you have the lines on that one for? So Penn State's the home team in this, yeah. and they are favored 21 points. The total is 67 points, or at least when I was buying in on it. But the pick I have is Penn State take the spread. They're covering 21. So Penn State, they've covered 10 weeks straight on their spread. 
I love this trend, and I but feel I like we're gonna. Ten, the last ten weeks are ten and zero on the spread. They're ten and zero on the spread wow. in the last ten weeks. I love a good horse when I see it. Eleven, they're going for eleven. 11 uh, Pitt is actually five and eleven in against the spread in the past sixteen mm-hmm. games. They played Youngstown State last week. They blew a twenty-one point lead, and wow. they came back. Youngstown State came back. And took him into OT, and Pitt won only by seven. And wow. Pitt was favored thirteen in that. Um, so still not even a big line to no. begin with, and and Youngstown State still, uh, <laughs> still threw a wrench and everything. Right, and then Penn State, I mean they've scored thirty five plus points for eight weeks straight. Yeah, that's eight weeks in a row they've scored thirty five or more. That's a lot. Yeah, I think um, I think that's. Yeah, I agree with you. I just don't think the Panthers of Pittsburgh are going to be able to hang around with that. And 21 points is just a super buy. Let's do it. Yeah, that's not really that high to me. I mean, uh, I guess it's because Pittsburgh, you know, isn't a a small conference team or anything like that. But, uh, I mean, Penn State really is, you know, up there in the top two or three teams in the the Big Ten. And Barkley, they're, uh, I would say, probably Heisman candidate, Saquon Barkley, or I think it's Saquon Barkley, the running back. He didn't even have that many carries last week um, in their game they played, and he still had 172 and two touches, two touchdowns on the on the ground. And if you look at the defense, uh, you know I don't I don't really think you know Pitt's not. I don't think they're going to be able to stop him and, and that kind of you know Penn State's like you said they've scored 35 or more in like so many games in a row. I, I don't I don't see that being a tough cover or anything like that, especially with them you know giving up all those points to Youngstown State. So, yeah, hopefully so. Yeah. What, what do we got of, next, Jay, man? Um, well, the next one is the uh, is Georgia Notre Dame. Georgia traveling to South Bend. I don't think that's a new. It's not a neutral site. I think it's at South Bend. Yeah, it is um, in South Georgia. Bend. It's a, it's a. I actually didn't know. I guess it's because both these teams aren't as traditionally, I guess, hyped up as they normally are. Um, that I didn't really know this game was happening. Till uh, I was reading, uh, doing a little research when you let, sent me your picks, and so I'm I'm very interested in this one, even though it's not as high profile as it could have been in the past. But uh, but yeah, what do you got on this one? Yeah, this is actually a low key like a really exciting game this week, especially yeah. with all the other matchups going on. Um, but I got Notre Dame is favored four and a half here, uh, due to probably some news with Georgia's quarterback not being able to play this week. But the totals right. fifty four. My pick is taking the the over on the total of 54. Uh, Georgia has historically been a great underplay, especially mm-hmm. with their kind of ground-and-pound offense and their awesome defense. Yeah, they're, 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 they're a pretty pro-style team. They'd be the Grizzlies of the of the <laughs> SEC if I had to say anything else. Um, I would expect them to play well against the Fighting Irish, and I know – Notre Dame is putting up a lot of points, so I feel like this could be a shootout. 54 points isn't a lot. I mean, that's that's asking one team to score 30 and another one to score 20-something. Um, that's very doable, especially with college football. Um, but this is going to be a fun game. I think Kirby Smart's going to have the boys ready. Uh, this is his biggest game probably of his career at Georgia, so I would Definitely expect Definitely biggest their, non-conference game. Or right, road game, that's yeah. what I really mean, but yeah. um, I think overall it's going to be a fun game. Yeah, I, I mean, a uh, shootout. 
Right, right. And, and you know, Notre Dame lost to Sean Kaiser, who's uh, going to be the week one starter for the Browns this year. So they lost, you know, they lost a lot of offensive talent. They had a down year last year. Who really like lost? Kaiser or? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think he's in the better situation. So, um, but you still saw, like I was talking to you earlier about it, like, I don't know if it's kind of how Brian Kelly has their team moving right now or what he feels their strengths are. You know, he's, I feel like he's been more of a pass-happy coach in the past, even at Notre Dame. But they had uh, 600 total yards last week. I know it was against Temple, but Temple's not a scrub. Temple has, you know, been presentable, you know, last few years. And, and regardless, 600 yards is a, um, you know, is a lot of offense. They had 420 on the ground. They had two running backs over 100. Their quarterback had 100, uh, almost 200 passing and a, over 100 rushing. So I, I think. Uh, you know, it wasn't much of a test last week for uh, for Georgia with Appalachian State, uh, and, and their defense is obviously going to be better than Temple's. But I don't think with the talent that obviously Notre Dame has on the run of the ball, I think it's going to be. Um, I think they'll probably be able to control the game more so and really put the pressure on Georgia's quarterback because uh, you know Jake Fromm is starting this week, who's the freshman. The true, he's a five star. You know, of course Georgia gets the five stars, but he's. Uh, playing for uh, an injured Jacob Eason, who was you know, thought by many to be one of the top quarterbacks in the SEC this year in his sophomore campaign. So it'll be interesting to watch that. Uh, just from the perspective, I mean, th- these are these games are interesting because, like, Fromm, who's a five-star for Georgia, he could come out and, like, make it a tough decision when Eason, Eason comes back. Because what if he comes out and is like, wow, this guy is going to be the next, you know, first-round pick for SEC quarterback. Uh, in the next two or three years, uh, that that'd be really interesting to me because I, you know, I think Georgia gets good quarterbacks all the time. So I'm interested to see how he plays in South Bend uh, on his first start ever. So I think that's kind of a cool little storyline there. Um, yeah, I think uh, I just looked at the line again. Um, it's actually now up to 58 on the total. Yeah, I saw that instead of 54, but I'd still take the over. Yeah. I think that I think it's a, it's a pretty good bet. Uh, I think the weather's supposed to be pretty fine there, so um, I, yep. I, I, don't, I don't think the the line is a little funny there. I don't I, I don't I definitely don't feel comfortable taking Notre Dame to cover. Um, I just uh, if I did anything besides the over, like you said, I'd probably take Georgia to cover the four and a half. But I probably would stay away from it if it wasn't the you know yeah I'm, total, so. I'm just gonna stay away from it. I, <laughs> yeah, save your money, save your money. You don't have to bet. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the next one we had lined up was uh, our alma mater, Mississippi State, traveling to La Tech. Uh, I believe they played us at our place last year. Um, so they're they're coming, or we're going down there to visit them. Uh, and what's the what's the info you have on that one? So Louisiana Tech is a eight and a half point underdog, at least at this point. Uh, the total is sixty eight. My pick is taking the Bulldogs. With the spread, the Wait, line opened Bulldogs? up. Oh, <laughs> the Bulldogs of Mississippi Bulldogs. State. You can't you can't lose on this one if you pick the Bulldogs. You got exactly. Just put money on the Bulldogs. We got it. No, but take take Mississippi State for the spread. Yeah. They opened up at six. It's climbed to eight and a half. I mean, that's not a huge jump, but I just think this is this game. It's going to be stressful for me because just. I'm betting on your alma mater. It's always super stressful. I always tend to do it, but it's it's just fun. I I know we lost to, if you remember this or not, but we lost to La Tech in 2008 at Louisiana Tech. That was one of Croom's last. I think it was oh, Croom's last remember. year. 
good and well. <laughs> yeah. So that was the game where it was actually during this time of year because it was hurricane season, and uh, it was like questionable travel wise on them going down there. And I remember being up pissed off because Croom made the decision because it was like an afternoon or like six o'clock kickoff, and he made the decision to bus down there Saturday morning. So all the players had to wake up, probably be on the buses at like five thirty or six a.m sit on a bus for like six or seven hours, go all the way down to, I think it's Ruston, Louisiana, and then play a game. It's like they're in high school. It's really? Like, yeah, no. That, I, yeah. clear. I remember it clear as day. That was the – that was. I don't remember, I've never heard that story. That's pretty no, cool. yeah. Well, it wasn't like a huge deal because we weren't that good. But Well, I mean, it's um, not good. It's not cool. Yeah. No, no, no. But that was – uh, you know he, he was criticized. He was criticized because he – he traveled down there uh, same day, which you don't see that in college football. You just never see that anymore. Well, um, we do that. We do that at Mississippi for Ole Miss and Alabama when Mississippi State travels there. Yeah, that's an hour down the road, though, so that's a little bit of a difference. But, but I think this year, you know, uh, obviously Mississippi State's more established now. Um, I, I agree with you taking the spread there. That's what I, if I was betting on it, that's what I would take. I think it's a little low based on the offensive output we had last week. Um, so I, I think it's a. I mean, I think it's pretty solid. Do you have anything to add on that one, or uh, any kind of notes? Yeah, I kind of gave you my opinionated stat. Um, <laughs> the bullies of Mississippi State. I keep saying the Bulldogs. Uh, Mississippi State didn't really make any mistakes last week, and I know given they played Charleston Southern, but if this offense gets hot, I, I just don't really feel like Louisiana Tech's gonna be able to hang. Uh, and. La Tech, I mean, they've they've let multiple teams. I mean, you can look to the track record, hang at least thirty on them every week. Um, and and Mississippi State's D line, they're real big. I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on this younger yeah. lineup. I guess they have, and then they're not I, I known mean, for their defense at La Tech. I mean, they gave up twenty four to Northwestern State last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit le- a little bit worse than Mississippi State. So. Um, so yeah, I, I like your bet there. I think uh, I think that's a good bet. The what I was just looking at is the over under is like sixty eight and a half. That is really high. Like I would definitely stay away from that. Um, I think uh, both teams put up some points here, but that's a pretty high. Uh, as you saw last week too, if you're thinking about betting this game, uh, Nick, uh, Nick Fitzgerald basically didn't even play the whole second half. The starting quarterback for Mississippi State, uh, we were, he let the backup play because we're kind of thin ish at that position this year. Uh, state is uh, so he really wanted to obviously a game that was in control defensively he wanted this second stringer to get some some uh, some uh, some some run so if that's if something similar happens in the first half or first you know three and a, first two and a half quarters this week you could probably see Fitzgerald go to the bench again and you don't want to have the over when the backup quarterback comes in to, to for garbage time because because uh, there's a good chance they're just running the ball yeah I'm really hoping that it would come down to that point. I'm, I mean, that's I'm as a fan, I want it to be there. But if I'm taking the over, I want Nick Fitzgerald playing on four quarters. Well, no, as a fan, if I'm taking Mississippi State on this, I'm definitely going to yeah. be happy about that. Yeah. But I mean, this is this is pure gut more than anything else. But yeah, eight and a half is just way too low. It is. It is. What, uh, I agree. What we got next though? Oh, next up, you have. Um, the barn burner, the the I think this is a ESPN Saturday night game here. It's a Old Dominion. <laughs> Old Dominion is traveling to UMass. <laughs> I don't know. This it's not is on my, ESPN. 
dude, that's all on the Ocho. You can stream it on like your iPhone, but that's probably the only place you can get this one. Yeah, it's on the Watch ESPN app. Um, <laughs> Old Dominion at UMass. UMass is a four-point underdog. Wait, wait, real quick. This is your redemption from last week because you yeah. had you put UMass as your lock, so you had to, <laughs> to, to give them one more. <laughs> Don't worry, people. The total sixty-one. <laughs> UMass is a four-point underdog. Let's give them hell because I think Old Dominion's going to cover that. Um, Let's do it against the spread. You're picking Old D. Old D. Now, like you said earlier, this was my lock. I was. <laughs> this is pretty much out of spite for what they did to me. Um, I bet against them week one. I guess pre-week one with they played at Hawaii or they played they hosted Hawaii. Um, but they, they lost a close one there, and they didn't cover, which was nice. But you get beat by double digits to Coastal Carolina, and Old Dominion is a pretty pretty good team. I think they won like nine or ten games last year. Yeah, they're actually, yeah. from what I remember, they're new to FBS. Uh, they used yes. to be an FCS or 1AA team. So uh, we've That's seen right. a lot of like, right. Liberty, um, a lot of teams that just moved up to uh, – or in the past couple of years that moved up to Division One, I, I guess, or old terms, is, is actually performing really well. That's good to see as far as competitive yeah. balance. And then uh, UMass, they lost nine out of their last ten games. They have. Um, and they're one and three against the spread when the line is single digits. And I know that's a very, very, very detailed stat. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I just – UMass sucks. And I just <laughs> – I think they're not going to be this able is, to. I mean, you're you're getting revenge. I mean, this may be perceived as a revenge bet. So, um, but you you do have stuff to back it up. But uh, you know, I'm rooting for you to get a little revenge here <laughs> to redeem. Watch yourself. that. Watch that be my only one to to miss. <laughs> you go undefeated. I'll be like, uh, damn you, you UMass. Can't, you just can't bet UMass. They're the most unpredictable team in the country. Um, Actually, okay. just listen to what I say about UMass and just fade me. Yeah, exactly. Every this time. may be the pick of the year is to fade Mike on UMass games. Which uh, it's, a, it's a big market out there for that bet, but, but uh, we'll go to the last one you have here. Um, Middle Tennessee State is going uh, up north to Syracuse. Uh, so what do you what do you have on that? What's the numbers? Syracuse is favored nine and a half points. Mm-hmm. Total seventy six. I repeat, seventy six. Wow. Pick under. <laughs> I like under seventy six. Yeah. Um, it makes me nervous when I go through the scorings between these two guys. Like, if you look at, like, previous three or four games or even ten games, like, both teams playing some pretty high-scoring matches. But Syracuse can put up points. Middle Tennessee State can. I mean, you could see it, but 76 is too many. Um, it's pretty high, yeah. Wh- I mean, why I'm even talking about this game is just because of the fact that I – saw that 76 out there. It really stood out to me, and I'm like, eh, I feel pretty good about most lines being in the 70s. They're going to go under, unless you're like, you got a Big 12, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State type game. Um, But Middle Tennessee State, they got embarrassed at home against Vandy. They lost like 28 to 7 or 28 to nothing. It was a blowout, which, by the way, I picked last week, Vandy, to cover that. Shout out. Both teams started with the unders. I feel like Syracuse, what I mean by that is both teams, both of their first games of the year were unders. Yeah, they went under, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I feel like Syracuse could stop MTSU enough to have this issue of the over happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, total for Syracuse is seven out of the last eight games they've had unders, and then five out of their last six home games they play in the under. Mm-hmm. So let's just do that. So they like to they like to go under in the dome. They don't like to score too much there. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, I was just looking at their past games, and I do remember the last game of last year. They played. They went. They lost seventy six to sixty one to Pitt at Pitt. By the way, um, but that was that's pro- that, that was a crazy high scoring game. But yeah, I don't. I mean, Middle Tennessee's offense really didn't do anything last week. Yeah, Vanderbilt's probably one of the better coach defenses in the SEC. So that is uh, something to take into account. But it's like you said, seventy seven is a very very uh, very big line, and you know with with Middle Tennessee having so many uh, headaches last week against Vandy. You know, that could sputter them in the second game, too. Like, really, you know, they didn't have that first game where they could get everything going. So now this is, you know, one of their they're, – they're trying to get the offense back on track. So maybe they're trying to overachieve a little bit, overdo. You know, so you could see probably some turnovers. I think it's a good – I mean, a number that high, like you said, it's not like a game that you're wanting to watch or anything. But that number is so astronomically high uh, with two mediocre teams. So um, I like it there. I'm a fan. I'll probably bet that yeah. one. So. Awesome. So that was uh, that was your bets. Uh, we'll track those for next week. Um, we'll try to post them on Twitter, uh, online and stuff uh, to kind of keep track of them, uh, keep track of your record. But um, we'll go through the. Let me go through the picks okay, one more time so you can write this down. If you were just listening to absorb, get your pen and pad. Oklahoma State at South Alabama first game. Take Oklahoma State minus twenty seven. Cincinnati at Michigan. Well, you also, you had the over at Oklahoma State. That's right. That's right. The yeah. total sixty six. Take the over. Yeah. Cincinnati at Michigan. Yeah. Michigan's a thirty five point favorite. Take Michigan. No total for that game. No. Pittsburgh at Penn State. Penn State's a minus twenty one. Take them. Take Penn State for their against the spread. Number four, Georgia at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is 54. Take the over on 54. Yeah, and watch that one, too. I was just thinking, too, like sometimes these games, uh, when there's different like starters and stuff, the lines will change close to game time after a lot of money's been bet. So keep an eye on that one. If you're, if you're looking at if you're betting it on Saturday, it may change from uh, you know, four-and-a-half or 54. So. Okay. Yeah. Good point, though. Mississippi State at La Tech. Mississippi State's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Take Mississippi State on the spread. Number six, Old Dominion at UMass. Take Old Dominion plus four. No, minus four. Excuse me. UMass, I mean, Old Dominion is a four-point favorite against UMass. Take Old Dominion. Final one, Middle Tennessee State at Syracuse. Syracuse is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is 76 points. Take the under on the 76 points. There they are. Your uh, cold, 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 hard locks right there. Put them in. See if we can keep that same percentage coming as we did last week. Uh, I'm, I'm but I will give you my guarantee. Oh, no. He's got a guarantee. Got to give it a guarantee every week. Even though I'm, I missed my first one. The guarantee of the week: Oklahoma State. Oklahoma take State. the spread. The take spread. the spread. Guarantee. I like it. I like guarantee that one too. That'd be, one that, that'd be the one that I would. Uh, that'd be the one that I would side with. Um, 
but yeah, I think there's uh there's not I mean there's not uh other than just games to watch this week. I'm kind of interested in the uh, well the Auburn Clemson game, which was it's a it's an early season game last year. Clemson took care of Auburn pretty easily. Well, actually, no, it was a close game at the end. Um, but that Auburn's quarterback play was just so bad last year. This year, Auburn's got Stidham out there, and he played pretty decent in week one. And uh, Clemson's new quarterback, Bryant, played well too. I think that's going to be a, a pretty interesting game to watch. I'm, I'm definitely looking for that one. And then Oklahoma's, Oklahoma is going to Ohio State. So we got two like top 15 matchups. Um, their, uh, you know, games that we didn't, you know, pick in Stanford, USC as well. So there's some good games this weekend. I'm glad that there's not any kind of drop off of, uh, you know, anything, uh, boring to watch or whatever. So no, it should be fun. And just yeah. keep in mind for that guarantee you just wrote down, that's a Friday night game. So make sure you get in oh, your yeah. bets early. Good call there. Good call there. Don't want to mess up. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Appreciate uh, the picks, Mike. And uh, we will uh, recap it next week and see you again for some more picks. You're welcome. See you. Thanks for having me.